these misunderstood mammoths mostly get a bad rap, but maybe we're mistaken. Regardless of whether they're roaming down in the depths or swarming around on the surface, these frightful fish seem to reign supreme in our oceans and seas. We'll do a deep dive into the surprising world of sharks on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this another exciting episode of FYI for your English, the show where we delve into a wide range of topics. And thank you, thank you, thank you again, guys, for downloading the podcast, for rating the podcast, and most of all, for spreading the word. And a quick reminder, as you guys know, the bonus episodes are exclusively for patrons. But eventually, a la larga, I release these episodes. Las voy soltando. So you can get most, if not all, of the bonus episodes of season one. They're all over there wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can listen to this show on Spotify. You can listen to it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iVox. And remember, wherever you listen, just leave a comment and I would be more than happy to give you even uh, a little special gift. Perhaps I can give you some bonus audio or a PDF document. And a quick reminder, if you're interested in finding out more and joining our curious community, we're over at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and we have got such an amazing community of eager students, uh, eager es con muchas ganas, and I feel so lucky. And talking to my patrons, it seems like the feeling is mutual. So I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, because you guys are basically producers. This show would not be possible without you guys. And as a thank you to all of you who are patrons, you get bonus audio. You can also get PDFs with all the vocabulary and all the expressions and structures therein. Plus, if you're at one of our higher levels, you can have weekly and monthly classes with us. So if you want to find out more, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and have a look. Como dicen los británicos. And as you guys know, in the United States, we say take a look. Which one's correct? Well, obviously the American one. <laughs> Pero en serio, that's the same with a shower. A British person would be more prone to, propenso, a decir, I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to have a look. Whereas Americans would say, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to take a look. So, 
take a look. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, let me know. And we'd love to have you join us. And that said, I'd love to give a shout out to all my patrons now for being the most amazing students a teacher could ask for. And a special shout out to my super duper students, Javier, Francisco, Tony, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Lolis. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Ronnie, Paco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. And I'm just here to encourage you all to keep up the great work. I've seen you all making progress. If you guys want to join us again, you can get more information at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Now, Let's get into sharks, because I want to go deep. <laughs> you get it? In profundidad. Okay, all right. Well, deep is profundo, and in-depth is in profundidad. So let's take a look at the intro, as we always do. You had that Jaws music. Uh, you call the movie El Tiburón, but we call it Jaws, que es literalmente mandíbulas. And I don't think I have to explain the reason why, right? I mean, did you get a look at that shark's jaws? They were huge. And as we'll see, we'll learn some different things about the size of sharks, about their teeth, and all kinds of fun facts. And we'll also find out that they're often misunderstood, as I said in the intro. Que la gente no entiende a los tiburones. Les temen. They fear them. And then I said that they were mammoths. Now, obviously, a mammoth is an old-school animal. I think you say mammoth. But sometimes we use the word mammoth to mean big. So obviously, in this case, I'm not talking about literally a, a mammoth, a woolly mammoth, como lo llamamos, sino a large thing. So these misunderstood mammoths mostly get a bad rap. And to get a bad rap es que reciben críticas, pero no es justo, no, no justamente. Tienen mala reputación. Then I said, maybe we are mistaken. Esto es una buena palabra para saber. Mistaken y que equivocados, you say in Spanish. Then I said, regardless of, independientemente, regardless of whether they're roaming. And to roam is deambular. If you think about it, on your phone, when you're roaming, estás deambulando, estás en otro país, estás en el extranjero. So they are roaming down in the depths, las profundidades, or swarming around. And this is a good word. It's a difficult one for me to pronounce. The word swarm, it's like the word uh, caliente, warm, or uh, calentito, warm, pero con, con una S delante. And that word is enjambre. But it also is the verb, you know, hacer un enjambre. So it kind of makes sense. And I, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but if I see sharks swarming around on the surface, <laughs> I'm going to swim away as fast as humanly possible. And I also want to look really quickly at the word surface. Porque muchos alumnos lo pronuncian surface. Y lo entiendo, porque face es cara. Pero no, en este caso es surface. Then I said these frightful fish. And frightful es que dan miedo. Frightening, frightful. 
Vamos, que, que causan miedo en general. These frightful fish seem to reign supreme. And if you reign supreme, it, it means that you're the leader. You are the ruler and nobody's going to question it. The word reign suena como la palabra lluvia, pero en este caso se deletrea R-E-I-G-N y es reinar. También es la palabra reino. So they reign supreme in our oceans and seas. And I wrapped up the intro saying, we'll do a deep dive. A deep dive is vamos a entrar en profundidad. Well, not too deep. But I like that play on words, ese juego de palabras. We'll do a deep dive into the surprising world, sorprendente, the surprising world of sharks. So what's, uh, what do you guys think about sharks? What's the verdict? You probably recognize this word, el veredicto. Well, hopefully today I can change your mind about sharks. To change one's mind is cambiar de opinión. So the first thing that pops into your mind when you hear the word shark is what? You can probably imagine some bloodthirsty creature. A bloodthirsty es que está, eh, que tiene sed. Para la sangre, a bloodthirsty creature uh, that's terrorizing beaches and taking bites out of little children. And yes, that stuff can happen and does happen. But also, we've got to blame Steven Spielberg and Hollywood for some of this fear, this irrational fear that we have of sharks. And we're going to look at that a little bit later on, if this fear is rational or irrational. I looked into the etymology of the word shark, and as many etymologies, it's uncertain. No se sabe cien por cien. But I liked this version. I went with the version that sounded the best. And basically, it states that the original sense of the word was predator. Depredador. We say predator. One who preys on others. And that's a really good word to know because prey es la presa. But to prey on something es que vas detrás de esa presa. So a lion preys on other animals. I think zebras, for example. It's a good usage of this word prey, que no es solo presa, pero es ir a por tu presa. And we don't just use it in the natural world. For example, a lot of these telemarketers, esta gente que te llama en casa, well, they see older people or elderly people as prey, como presa. They prey on elderly people. Shame on you, telemarketers. Te tendría que dar vergüenza. Shame on you. Also, there's another story or another angle that says that the word shark comes from the word shirk, which is a Dutch word, which means villain or scoundrel, right? And a villain, evidentemente, es el malo. And a scoundrel, me acuerdo de esta palabra en, en español, me encanta, canalla. A scoundrel. And we're going to see why in the bonus part. Because we're going to look at a lot of idioms that use the word shark. And usually they are connected to or related to people that aren't very nice. And we'll learn that again in the bonus part of today's show. 
But one thing I urge you guys to do all the time is look up the etymology of words. I don't know about you, but I find it fascinating. Okay, well, let's move on now to these misconceptions about sharks, because we've got a lot of misconceptions. And the first one we already mentioned, that sharks are hungry man-eaters, no, que comen hombres, they're carnivores, looking for any chance to attack. But the real deal is that sharks are really not hunting humans. Most of these shark attacks, and I use that word in air quotes, citas en el aire, most of these shark attacks that are on humans are mistakes. Debido al agua, the poor water visibility, so they can't see, uh, and well, they just bite. I mean, they're, they are predators, but they're saying that humans, they're not going after humans. We are not their prey. Sometimes it's just curiosity. And according to PETA, which is this organization for animals, they say that you have a one in 3.7 million chance of being killed by a shark. That the odds of you, the odds is la probabilidad, of you being killed by a hippo or a deer or a cow even, is much more common than a shark attack. Now, obviously, it depends on where you live. If you're always swimming around in South Africa, well, that's an area that tends to be shark-infested. So you can always increase and decrease your odds as well. I find that quite interesting because when we think about sharks, we think of them as preying on humans, you know, these predators that are coming after us. But the truth of the matter is really the greatest threat, and the word threat is amenaza, to sharks is humans. That's right. So what they're saying is sharks have more reason to be afraid of us than we have to be afraid of them. And if you look at the statistics, it makes sense. In fact, each year, tens of millions, not 10 million, tens of millions of sharks are killed for their fins. And I think the word fin is el dorsal, do you say? Oh, no, wait. I think the word is aleta. Aleta is the word fin. Well, guys, as you can see, uh, my Spanish vocabulary is lacking. Que, bueno, no, no tengo todo el vocabulario. Carezco de un poco. But hey, just like you guys, I'm in the middle of this learning process, too. Every time I prepare an episode, I'm learning new things in Spanish or reviewing things that I already knew but I, I might have forgotten about. And we'll talk more about the future of sharks in the bonus part of today's show because it looks very bleak if we don't turn things around. And the word bleak means it doesn't look positive. It looks like a dark future. The word here says lobrego or lugubre. <laughs> I don't know. Desolador. Yeah, desalentador. It doesn't look good. It looks bleak for sharks unless we turn things around. Le damos la vuelta a la tortilla. Here's a fun fact that I didn't know. There are more than 500 species of sharks out there. 500 species. Now, I know most of us, when we think about sharks, we think about the great white or maybe the tiger shark. But there are 
500, and there are new species being discovered every year. But their numbers are still dwindling, and to dwindle is ir bajando hacia que llegue a nada. So we're going to learn about some of the biggest threats to sharks and their environment. But I'll give you a little clue. Go look in the mirror. Well, no, not you personally, but man, mankind, humankind, we're the problem. Now let's look at some of the most common kinds of sharks because we don't have time to look at 500 different species. But the first one that comes to mind is the famous great white shark. And this guy is the top of the food chain. As I said, their goal is not to eat humans. Their goal is to eat anything that comes in its way. Next up, we have tiger sharks. And tiger sharks, they're, they're not picky eaters. They're not fussy eaters. Que no son tiquismiquis. No, they'll eat pretty much anything you throw at them. So they found in tiger sharks, in their bellies, in sus tripas, they found license plates, bags of money. They even found other sharks. Wait, that's cannibalism. Well, we're going to learn a little bit about that in the bonus part as well. Some sharks, most sharks, have a cannibalistic feature as well, since they're little babies. Another one on our list here is bull sharks. The word bull is obviously toro. But I didn't know that they call this shark, a nickname for this shark is, the pit bull of the sea. Sí, porque es un rapero latino. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, the pit bull of the sea, because it is fierce, feroz, and it's got, uh, well, uh, let's say a nasty bite. Uh, it's got aggressive behavior. The bad news for us humans about bull sharks is they are able to live both in freshwater and salt water. And that's no bull. <laughs> y eso no es mentira. I know, guys, I should have become a comedian, but instead I decided to become a teacher, a podcaster. Another kind of shark I wanted to teach you is, and this is mostly because of the name, is a basking shark. Now, a basking shark can often be seen swimming very slowly and close to the surface of the water. That's why it's called a basking shark, because it basks in the sun. And the word bask, I think in Spanish, I always confuse this word as disfrutar de algo, eh, tumbarse debajo de algo. We use this collocation a lot, to bask in the sun. And these sharks are famous for it. The next one is called a whale shark, which is interesting because a whale is a mammal, mamífero, and a shark is a fish. But this one's called a whale shark. Well, this is the largest shark out there. It is also the biggest fish species in the world. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't want to come face to face with a whale or a shark. 
Our next shark has peripheral vision. This shark can see like nobody. It can get angles that even drones can't get with cameras on them. And I'm talking about the hammerhead shark. This is the one which, well, its head looks like a hammer, which makes sense. A hammerhead shark. And I didn't know this. There are nine different species of hammerhead sharks. I thought there was only one. And again, just showing you guys that sharks aren't after humans, really. It's not their, their main goal in life. These sharks, the hammerhead sharks, they mostly feed on stingrays. Uh, stingrays mantarraya, I think you say. Uh, octopus, crabs, cangrejo, shrimp, squid, calamar, lobsters, barnacles. Uh, barnacles are percebes. So hammerhead sharks... Man, they eat some good food. They would love going to a nice restaurant in Galicia. <laughs> but be careful, they might be on the menu. I thought the next one was quite funny because, well, we just said there's slow sharks, there are fast sharks, but this right here, this is the fastest one. This is the Usain Bolt of sharks. And these sharks, what are called the short fin mako sharks, these can go up to 32 kilometers per hour. And I don't know too many people, maybe Michael Phelps, who can swim that fast to get away from one of these. So I guess what we're seeing is that sharks are so unique and that you can't just define sharks using one sentence or two sentences because there are so many different kinds. This next one doesn't even look like a shark. It's called an angel shark, but it looks more like a ray, as I said before, a stingray. It's got a body of a stingray. So that's an interesting one as well. And then my favorite one, and I have to say my favorite one to eat. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the first time I tried cazón in adobo, I asked my, my friend who I was with, I said, well, what is this fish? And he said, cazón. And I looked it up and it said, spiny dogfish. Vaya nombre. <laughs> si llego a saber el nombre, no lo como. Pez perro in English is what you would call cazón. <laughs> Spiny dogfish or dogfish asecas. But now that I think about it, I don't think it's such a popular menu item. I know here in Spain, it's uh, available at a lot of different places and it's a tasty dish. But I had no idea it was called dogfish. Maybe that's why it's not too popular there. Because when you hear the word dogfish, you're like, is this fish of the canine species or what? <laughs> And now I wanted to take a look at the different parts of a shark and learn some fun facts about sharks. Make no bones about it. Esto es una expresión que significa que quede claro, ¿no? Dilo alto y claro. Make no bones about it. Sharks have skeletons, but their skeletons are not made of bones, like ours, human skeletons. Theirs are made of cartilage. And if I'm not mistaken, I think cartilage is what we have in our nose, in our ears, right? And it's a very strong and durable substance. Uh, durable as duradero, es, es difícil romperlo. Not to mention, it's more flexible and lighter than bone. So this helps the shark stay afloat 
flotar. It also reduces the amount of energy they need to move. And I don't know if you've ever seen a shark make a turn. I mean, they can make really sharp turns. And it's because of the flexibility of this cartilage. They are one of the most agile animals in the ocean, thanks to this cartilage skeleton that they have. Another fascinating part of sharks is their skin. Uh, shark skin is covered with millions of tiny little teeth. They're like little teeth. They're called dermal denticles. De hecho, diente denticle, o sea, en español también. And they point backwards, señalan hacia atrás. And what this does is this reduces drag. And drag is something that slows you down. So these little things, these little denticles, help sharks swim faster. And it's interesting because when sharks are little, their denticles are smaller. But then they fall off or they shed their denticles. To shed is what a snake does with its skin. They shed their denticles and they're replaced with larger ones. I just, I just think it's fascinating how smart nature is. And of course, companies have tried to mimic this. To mimic means to imitate. They've come up with these suits that replicate in some way using some kind of plastic or rubber. They replicate these denticles and they've used them for swimming competitions. Only, this was the craziest part, they were so effective, it undone if he got this, that they labeled this technology doping. O sea, era una forma de doping. And it was banned from Olympic competition. So imagine that. We imitated sharks and now we can swim faster. But not in the Olympics. They don't want you wearing any special suits. But if you remember in our airplane episode, I mean, what are airplanes? They're birds right? So we're always looking to nature to get that inspiration. Another common thing that's talked about when we talk about sharks is their teeth. Man, they are sharp. They are scary looking. And I remember when I was a kid, everybody had them as a pendant on their necklace. Well, these teeth are made of enamel. Okay, human teeth have a layer of enamel, but these teeth are pure enamel. They are very strong, obviously. We find them all over the place. Well, not me. Archaeologists and oceanographers, they find these all over the place. If you remember, they won't find skeletons because they're not made of bone. So the cartilage, well, it doesn't stick around. No se queda mucho tiempo. But those teeth, they will stick around forever. And they say there are hundreds of thousands of shark teeth at the bottom of the ocean. And it makes sense because sharks are always losing their teeth as well. Uh, they have two rows. Some have three. They have many rows, let's just say. Many rows, filas, of teeth. And they're constantly being replaced. Kind of like those denticles on their skin. It seems like sharks are always getting updated. They're always getting the latest version. And remember before I said something about cannibalism? Well, sharks, since they're little babies, they fend for themselves. Se defienden a sí mismos. Immediately after birth. And that's why they're born fully equipped. They've got a full set of teeth in there. And a lot of them, 
They swim away from their moms. Why? Because they don't want their moms to eat them. Oh my God, this sounds like Greek mythology to me. I think the most famous part of a shark is its fin, as we said before, because that's the part that sticks out of the water. That's when you're swimming with your daughter and you do the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Those fins are famous. And you'll find fins on cars, on boats. As I said, we're always mimicking nature. The next thing we're going to look at is their gills. And the gills are the things that they breathe through. Uh, fish have gills. Sharks obviously have gills. They're called branquias in Spanish. Gills, G-I-L-L-S. And to breathe, many shark species have to remain in constant motion. Not all species, but a lot of shark species cannot rest. They have to keep moving to keep that system going. So I guess you could say sharks are a bit restless. They never stop. They're always on the go. And unfortunately, we've come to the end of the first part of today's show. I just want to remind you guys that there's a bonus episode available every week. And if you want to find out more about that, you can check it out at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. But I just want to say I am thrilled to the gills. Esta es una expresión que significa estoy encantadísimo. I am thrilled to the gills that you guys love this show. And I'm so glad that you decided to join me on this episode of FYI.